0: The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now offering a Bet the Underdog special. Betters will receive a $25 free bet for every $50 wager, winning wager on dolls greater than plus 300 That's a $25 free bet on top of your winnings. Download the WinBet app now or visit windbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And, of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app for all of our free picks and podcasts. Yes, sir. We are back for another week of the NBA Gambling Podcast. And to start today's episode, it's not even, is it a rant? I don't know if it's a rant. It could be a rant. Rants can be positive. I feel like they could be positive. Either way, I have to throw this man his flowers. And Jamal Crawford retired from basketball today. So growing up watching the NBA, I had four players that I was absolutely idolized. Like They could not do no wrong in my eyes. They were phenomenal. And that was Allen Iverson. LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, and Jamal Crawford. Like, watching those guys night in, night out, I was like, oh, my God. this is They are, they are playing this game. It is insane. So, those were two, four of my favorite guys. Four of my favorite guys. And so, Jamal Crawford retires today. And he retires with two, his last two games being some iconic games for Jamal Crawford his second to last game he played against the Dallas Mavericks in 2019. He dropped 51. They lost, but he dropped 51 in his old man age. And then, the second to last game, he only played like six minutes. I think it was at like five or six points or something like that. He really didn't do nothing that game. But, That was the game in the bubble where the Nets became the largest dog since 1993 by beating the Milwaukee Bucks after being 19-and-a-half-point underdogs. The money line was 13-to-1, and they won the game outright after Giannis sat the whole second half. Absolutely insane. He was on a team that made history. They made betters history. Everybody that was on that play cashed big. And so... Congratulations to Jamal Crawford for an amazing career. I hope he enjoys retirement life. See you in the big three because it's getting crazy. And now we have with me, back from Vegas, where he was frolicking and rolling in dough and cashing checks, cashing tickets. We have Scott Ruscio. Scott, what's up?
1: Hey, doing pretty well. How's it going with you? I'm all right. I do want to ask you a question, though. So when you think of Jamal Crawford, do you think of Clippers Jamal Crawford or do you think of a Knicks Jamal Crawford?
0: Clippers, because I just felt like the Knicks never, like, he was, he was, no, well, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But he still had some crazy games for the Knicks. Don't get me wrong. He had some crazy games for the Knicks. And that team was Garbo. But it had the potential to not be Garbo, but because of the Knicks are, are organization of disaster, it was absolute Garbo. But that Clippers, that Clippers run, Jamal Crawford was great. It just feels like wherever he stopped, he had an impact, and it was like a very noticeable impact. And, and it made it very clear why people said, no, we got to go out and get this guy.
1: Well, you can make a little journeyman in the, the league. He was the best bench player in the league for about a decade because he won so many six-man-of-the-year
0: awards. Absolutely. So, he's got to make the Hall of Fame. I don't care. He's got to make the Hall of Fame. i got
1: to assume he will. I mean, the truth is the NBA Hall of Fame is definitely one of the weaker ones to actually make it into compared to other sports. Yes. But when you have that many six-man-of-the-year awards, you're viewed as being one of the best bench players of all time, and on top of that, you're also the master of the four-point play. I know that's very, very obscure, but when you are the best in the history of the game at something, no matter how – Actually, no matter how minuscule it is, like a four-point play, I do think That's that how Paul Pierce got you. in. What?
0: That's how Paul Pierce got in. What he, I'm he was the best. He was the best unathletic un- player in the league. Like, but he, I do he, believe that he, you can
1: make. He the pioneered case, the way. You can make the case that he has the actual <laughs> trophies. and <laughs> he has the, I'd say, piece of history. No matter how small it is, that he can separate himself from others. Plus, Jamal Crawford is one of the most the truth is beloved players amongst his peers of all time. I mean, if you talk to any former NBA player who played during the same time period as Jamal Crawford, everybody loves him. He's basically like an ambassador to the league through the players. Like, a lot of players really think of him in high regard. So I do believe that eventually Crawford will get in. You might look at the stats. They might not wow you. But at the time, he definitely walked the beat of his own drum. And a lot of people yep. like him for it, and I think we'll get him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He was insane. It was so fun to watch. It was so fun to watch. Oh man, you know I had to get a Paul Pierce dig in there though.
1: <laughs> uh, I know you're throwing some Paul Pierce shade over there, so you know. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The most the the best unathletic NBA player, and he paved the way for other unathletic NBA players to go out there and still have a good, you know, have a good career. So. Shout out to Paul Pierce for that. Shout out, for, mm-hmm. shout out to you, my guy. <laughs> I'm curious where the Paul Pierce shade's coming from. <laughs> <laughs> I never liked Paul Pierce. Okay, that's fair. I've always thought, I've always thought Paul Pierce was like, just me personally. I always thought he was overrated. He was a good player for sure, but I never thought that he was like – like he always tried to compare himself to LeBron, and I just felt like there was a large gap in between there that, you know – he went and – we met, we have the super team debate and, oh, well, LeBron only went enjoyed the heat because what the Celtics were doing and da-da-da. But and the, the optics the of Celtics it – Celtics
1: kind of – I don't want to say they underachieved with that big three. Oh, no. No, no, no. They 100%
0: underachieved. They are 100% underachieved. Yeah, they, that's not kind a, of underachieved. That's not yeah. kind of. They are 100% underachieved. I mean, they lost in a
1: game seven in the finals on the road. Like, it wasn't like they completely no showed. They either ran into LeBron in the Eastern Conference finals or they lost to the Lakers in the finals. So they weren't, like, awful. But one title they with a didn't team get, like that. They didn't is get a what they bit, were planning.
0: They were they didn't get what yeah. they were planning. They also I, won like, the I, first I would year. say that. They didn't win I would after say that. My, even LeBron underachieved with the Miami Heat. So, it's yeah, not a dig. True. Like, yeah, I think LeBron underachieved with Miami Heat. And they definitely underachieved with that one ring. And especially against the Kobe team that they probably should have beat pretty handily. Like, I know it's Kobe, but that team really, really wasn't that good. They should have probably beat that team handily and got a second ring out of that. But it's okay. It's all cool. Cause now, hey, no, Island,
1: just quickly about Paul Pierce is that – even though he always viewed himself being better than he was, and even though he's definitely worthy of being a Hall of Famer, I feel like he was so bad at being a TV personality, not to mention the reason why he got fired from ESPN, that now he's kind of underrated because people just think that he was so dumb on TV (laughs) and that he compared himself to LeBron like all the time, that he wasn't actually that good at basketball. No, Paul Pierce could ball. Like he was a yeah, r- no, really he good was, player. Yeah, yeah He, he was just good. always thought that he was better than he was. So his opinions always seemed a little bit out there. But he was a very good player, Paul
0: Pierce. And I get thinking you're better than what you are because you shouldn't be out here thinking bad of yourself. No. But his commentary, it was really, really bad. Like, it was really, really bad. <laughs> and it was so – it'd be so funny because you would literally watch him commentate And you'd be like, all right, take a shot every time Paul Pierce inserts himself into today's NBA. He was was kind of Perkins
1: before Perkins (laughs) in a way, where he would just say, like, the dumbest thing of the actual NBA breakdown every single day, and that was his claim to fame. And then he got basically thrown out of ESPN for the uh, potentially drunk stream with some, let's just say, women uh, wearing somewhat revealing clothing. And then Perkins kind of took over (laughs) as the main, I'd say, controversial take guy. You also had Ryan Hollins on ESPN for a while, and he was – (laughs) Hey. He was brutal. Hey,
0: I forgot Ryan Hollins used to be up there, yo. Hey.
1: he was so bad they demoted him to CBS Sports College Basketball. Like That's
0: how bad his NBA takes. Oh, my God. Ryan Ryan Hollins used to be (laughs) – He was so bad. Hey. He was so bad oh my at the breakdown Woo. stuff. Oh, That's God. hilarious. All right. Wow. I did not know we were going to take this turn. I had
1: to, because if we're talking about how bad Pierce was an anal- wasn't a- as an analyst, I still think Ryan Hollins probably takes the cake. Oh, man. Hollins yeah. was bad.
0: Hollins was really, really bad. <laughs> it was. Who wee Who Everybody, is, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. All right. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and coming soon to Louisiana. We are bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet is now offering a Bet the Underdog special. Betters will receive a $25 free bet on top of your $50 winning wager on dogs greater than plus 300. So if you were on St. Peter's plus 315 versus Murray State, you cashed that and got a $25 free bet. WinBet win hour is from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific time. Better prices on select games. Anyone who has the WinBet app is alerted right on the hour. Betters who wager at least $500 in the first and second rounds of the tournament will earn an entry into the drawing for a trip to win Las Vegas. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older to enter and present in the state where win, play-through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Merch Madness is still going on. If you're looking for a sweet SGPN hoodie, you can just go to the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash merchmadness to enter. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash merchmadness to enter. Look, y'all, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth here. I do not like coffee at all. I don't like coffee. A lot of times it tastes stale as hell, dull Questionably sourced, but I tried trade coffee, and I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty good. Like it's it's pretty good. If I if I was an avid coffee coffee drinker, and I might be becoming that, because you know I'd be up late at night over here. I have to try to stay up at the night to catch some of these games to give some analysis on them or what I think the betting view is gonna be for the week or anything like that. And you know I got some trade coffee sent out here. And it's not bad. It really, really isn't. I like it. I enjoy it. Trade, Trade sells the freshest roasted and ethically sourced beans from America's best independent roasters. They ship to you for free as often as you like, whole or ground. Whether you're a coffee nerd or you just want a better daily cup, trust me, I just need a better daily cup. And this is it. trades real coffee experts taste test over 400 roast and use technology to match you to your ideal coffee based on your preferences and brewing method take the coffee quiz trade coffee guarantees you will love your first bag or they'll replace it for free i didn't even need that because my first bag was great they've been featured in new york times Wired, gq and have delivered over 5 million bags of coffee their subscription is no hassle, skip shipments, change your frequency, and cancel at any time. And for our listeners, right now, Trade Coffee is offering a total of $20 off of your first three bags when you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. To get started, take the quiz at drinktrade.com SGP and start your journey to your perfect cup that's drinktrade slash sgp for twenty dollars off your first three bags. All right, Scott, we're back here. We actually have an NBA slate this episode, so we can actually run through some games instead of sit here and talk about co- college basketball. Was great, by the way. Just mm-hmm. throwing that out there. It was absolutely great. That Both Arizona for the game men was and really women's tournament.
1: Crazy game last night.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Arizona game and uh, women's basketball was entertained too. South Dakota's moving on after beating number two Baylor. That was, And you big. also had female Steph Curry who lost. Yeah, yeah. And, and got sent home by a former Iowa player. A former Iowa player had like the last nine points for Creighton to send Iowa home. That was fucking great.
1: I think I'm blindly betting UConn women tonight because they did me a solid in round one but they're laying like yeah. 17 and a half against central florida. Do I really care? Mm-hmm. Like I just I just expect them to win by 30 because they have Becker's back and they're underseeded because of it. So, yeah, I'm expecting UConn to win by like 30 tonight.
0: Yeah. I like it. But on to the thing that pays our checks on this show. We have the Los Angeles Lakers. Traveling to Cleveland. they play the Cleveland Cavs. The Cavs are laying five right now. See, 227 on the total. Running down an injury report for the Cavs. And Dean Wade is out for several weeks with a partially torn meniscus. Rondo is out for this game versus the Lakers. Jared I Allen is still I out. I Rondo was still the team, to be honest. Yeah, kind of, sort of. <laughs> Jared Allen's still out. And for the Los Angeles Lakers, we have Wynion Gabriel, who is day-to-day THT, who is probable for this game. Wayne Wayne Gabriel, though, give him good minutes against Toronto the other night. Yeah, he did. Wayne Ellington is questionable for this game. LeBron, as you know, is always questionable. He more than likely is going to play. And Anthony Davis is still not back. And we Kendrick Nunn is just a ghost at this point. All right, so Cavs laying five. Finally, you know, the books are just laying, giving the Lakers as dogs because it's almost a foregone conclusion that they're going to lose every night. What are you doing here in this spot? So
1: the Lakers screwed me the other night. uh, Before I went on air, uh, they sabotaged a parlay of mine. Long story short, I had a twenty-something to one parlay, and the last leg was, or one of the legs, were the Lakers to win against the Wizards and LeBron to have thirty-five plus points. LeBron had thirty-eight. They blew a double-digit lead to the Wizards with no Kuzma, and they lost the game. So you might have been thinking, you know, maybe the Lakers, after that Westbrook miracle three and you know, uh, to send the game into overtime the other night, maybe the Lakers could turn it around. They blew a double-digit lead to the Wizards. They lost. So, no, they did not turn it around. That's a one-game fluke. They're still not very good at basketball. Now, I agree that they're dogs and that they should be and that the Vegas has kind of adjusted to it. However, I have no idea why Cleveland's only laying five or six here. This line should be higher to me. You're looking at Cleveland. This team is still 11 over. They've been solid. Garland is a matchup problem for this team. I don't think Westbrook can really guard them. Uh, you're looking at Mobley, who is a serious matchup problem for the Lakers because you look at the big men the Lakers have, and Mobley's a little bit too quick to be guarded by Dwight Howard, but he's also a very good rim protector, so he could be able to challenge some of these Westbrook layup attempts because we all know Westbrook can't really shoot at this point anymore.
0: I even, don't even challenge him. Don't even challenge him. Just but I, that's the, the
1: point. I'm saying he should be able to dominate the paint defensively. I like yeah. Cleveland because I just think that the Lakers had their chance. They had the spark that they needed to potentially build some momentum. And then they choked against the Wizards. They kind of fell back down to earth after that. So I believe Cleveland should be favored by more. And the Cavs win this game by about eight. It might be close for the first half, but I expect the Lakers to simply fall apart again. I'm going to take the Cavaliers minus the points.
0: I'm not touching the Lakers. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not I'm not touching the Lakers. I would rather be shocked by Lakers win and cover or just cover than for me to bet them and then they not get it. And I'm like, why the fuck did I even do this? I if they beat the Wizards,
1: was. then maybe I would consider it. But they had every box checked for a season rallying win there against Toronto, and everything immediately went wrong in the game after. I think it was a fluke. This team's not very good.
0: Uh, they really should. They really should try to win this game. <laughs> like the Cavs are in free for all, free fall right now. They're approaching playing game. If they're not there yet already,
1: Well Toronto's win over Philly yesterday definitely hurt Cleveland.
0: Yeah. So it <laughs> the spot does say that the Lakers is a pretty solid bet. You're getting two possessions with a team that just blew a big lead. They want to play Cleveland. They're, sure, they're going to get up because it's LeBron and it's going Are, yeah. Are you Cleveland's blindly get up LeBron
1: in for 40 tonight?
0: I mean, who's going to stop him? I don't think Evan Mobley is that good of a rim, rim protector right now to slow LeBron down. I think so what I'm kind of wondering, is this
1: game blowout proof for LeBron's minutes? Or do you think they would actually pull him after like 30 minutes if they're getting run out of the gym? I
0: don't think they pulled him – in any game thus far. They
1: haven't really, but I am wondering because LeBron, of course, is still chasing Kareem. (laughs) He's going back home to Cleveland. I think if you want to bet on any Lakers positive in this game, just take LeBron points.
0: But that's basically it.
1: I mean, I don't really have much more to add.
0: Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers covered this. I really wouldn't. But it's just really hard to give out a Lakers play. I'm on the over. I think the over is a really nice play. Okay. But I, I can't just give out Lakers right now, how they look. Laurie Markkinen, you didn't even talk about him. He is a you true matchup nightmare. He's a true nat- matchup nightmare for this team. They have nobody that can match up with his height and his athleticism and his ability to uh, shoot the mid-range jumper. So – he, he might have a really good game as well. It's just too many people that I think can have a really good game for Cleveland and not enough people that I think can have a really good game for
1: yeah, I was trying Lakers. To get, yeah, I'm trying to guess that they'll put LeBron on Markkinen because he's mostly on the perimeter. A little bit yeah. of pick and roll, but LeBron can switch. I'm assuming LeBron would probably be guarding Markkinen for part of the game. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But once again, the Lakers can't really guard anybody. So technically, anybody's a matchup problem for this team. I'm going with Cleveland. As for the total, I got really no opinion because the the Cavs could score 120, and it wouldn't shock me. But defensively, I think they could create problems for the Lakers, especially if Westbrook has a bad shooting night, which we've seen time and time again. Yeah, I'm not going to touch the total, but I do like Cleveland.
0: I have a lane towards the over. I like the over here. Okay. All right. We have the – this is the game of the night here. The Portland Trailblazers are traveling to Detroit to play the Detroit Pistons. The Pistons are laying seven and a half, <laughs> 222 and a half on the total if we go to the injury report for Detroit. Corey jo- Joseph is questionable for this game due to rest purposes. Kelly Olynyk is questionable for this game with an ankle injury. Chris Smith is out. Killian Hayes is probable to return Frank Jackson is out. Hamadou Diallo is out. And Jeremy Grant is out. And for the Portland Trailblazers, aside from their incredibly long laundry list of outs that we already knew about, Anthony Simons is still out. Eric Bledsoe is still out. And Justice Winslow is day to day. So, yesterday, I made the mistake of saying that the Pacers could not, beat anybody by eight points getting well getting an eight point spread and i wasn't going to sit here and predict them to blow out this portland team
1: in your defense they didn't win by eight points they won by about 30
0: if that makes you feel yeah better. yeah thank you appreciate You're it I very much do. so <laughs> do i make the same mistake again with detroit because Detroit has been playing pretty good basketball. Well, I wouldn't say good, but they've been playing a lot better basketball against the late.
1: spread. They've been great.
0: Yes, they've been amazing against the spread. Absolute cash cow. So, do I take them laying seven and a half here, or is this the spot where it's like, all right, just come back in on Portland? They're not. This isn't going to happen twice, and they're going to play a more competitive game against Detroit. I feel like everybody, I feel like Detroit is kind of the popular play if there even is a popular play in this game. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing here?
1: I'm going to take Detroit. Uh, I don't know how I'm supposed to like Portland here on a back to back. Now I know that or I believe they played in the end yesterday, correct? Uh was that yesterday? Yes. I don't remember if that was yesterday or not, or is that
0: two days? Yes, ago. it was yesterday. It
1: was yesterday. So they're on a back to back with travel. Now, of course, you know, you got embarrassed. You can argue that Portland's going to try to have some motivational moment where they can play better in the second night. I don't really care about any of that. Portland is awful. They get blown out by most teams, or at least they have been for the last couple of weeks. They're the worst team in the league. If you go by their, ro- their roster right now, I mean, it's it's really, really ugly. Since the All-Star game, they've only won one time. They've lost uh, – what is this? Um Yeah, they've lost 10 of their first 11 games since the All-Star break with the majority of those losses coming by 11-plus points. So they've really not been close against many teams. They lost to the Knicks by 30. Uh, They played pretty well against the Nets for the first half, and then completely imploded uh, on Saturday. Then they ended up – I believe that was Saturday. might have been Friday. But either way, ended up losing to the Pacers uh, last game by 31. Detroit might not be a good team. They've been playing better recently, and they're good against the spread. I'll take the Pistons because I do think that the Pistons, even though, of course, they have really got nothing to play for, they've been surprisingly motivated for the second half. And even though Grant is injured, Sadiq Bay with the most random 50-piece of the entire season, so he's definitely got a lot of offensive talent too. I'm taking Detroit. I just think that with Cade, with Bay at this point, and with the supporting cast – They can get enough production to win this game by 10-plus. I'm going to take Detroit.
0: Uh, um, All right, so this is my issue because Portland, even though everything screams take Detroit, it doesn't matter, Portland sucks. They just find their way in a few of these games, and the games are a lot closer than they probably should be. And that's my issue here with this one. I just don't know how they find their ways to stay in games sometimes.
1: Well, when you say sometimes, for the record, <laughs> I said before that they have lost ten of their first eleven post All-Star. No,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but they, you know, they just played the Nets and they had a close one against the Nets. They had a Hawk. They had a game against the Hawks that was probably a little bit closer than the score indicates. Same mm-hmm. thing with the Wizards. But uh, where they well, they got the win against the Wizards. I'm talking about the um. What is that other game? I'm saying There's besides
1: those three games, yeah, they've lost every game by double digits.
0: Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, no, actually they lost, and they even lost. No, the Hawks was nine. Okay,
1: Hawks was nine. Yeah, I'm so. saying besides those three games, they've lost. So every they game haven't by
0: covered. covered by wow. Two. So they didn't even cover. It. <laughs> so they could play a good game and still not cover this number. <sighs> Fuck.
1: It's one of the only games of the year Detroit actually has a great chance of winning.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: If this it was in really Portland, weird. maybe I would take the points, but in Detroit, nah, I'll take the Pistons.
0: Yeah, give me the Pistons, man. This Portland team is really bad. Oh, man, this isn't a feel-good. Yeah, no, I don't feel good about that at all. But, yeah, just give me the Pistons. Fuck it. Oh, seven and a half. No, no, fuck it. I, I, laid, I, I took the seven and a half yesterday. And they burn me and this is gonna be the day where they just randomly somehow make that cover. Fuck it. Give me the Trailblazers plus seven and a half. I'm not I'm not taking this Detroit team, even though they probably should easily cover this number, but Sadiq Bayes had a couple of games. He's due for a regression game. I said
1: sure. it was the most random 50 piece of the season. I, I don't think that's really. Yeah,
0: it was like, <laughs> what was you on, sir? Like, what did they do to you that you just felt like you had to go drop a random 50 piece on them?
1: It was also one of the only 50 pieces I've ever seen that only involved jump shots. Every oh, point yeah. was a jump shot.
0: Well, you know, uh, Clay. Yeah, Clay, too. But yeah, very yeah, very few, I, I very few involved, that you get. So that's a good point. Okay. Yeah, very very few that you get get that though. All right, <sighs> that was disgusting. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want part of my life back for talking about that game. We have the New Orleans Pelicans playing the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets are at home, laying six two thirty four is on the total. For the injury report for who is the first team that's popping up on my screen? The New Orleans Pelicans. All right. We had some news that came in today. Matter of fact, no. Let's just go through everything else real quick. Devontae Graham is day-to-day questionable for this game. And Brandon Ingram has been – he was ruled out for Sunday's game against the Hawks. So he Mm -hmm. probably is out again for this game. Don't really know. They just played, so don't have an injury report. But – they did put out the news that Zion Williamson is not expected to return to game action this season. It is very interesting, and i tweeted, tell you, and it's kind of really funny because it said he's not expected to return this season. But, like, can you really return if you were never there at all?
1: So does that mean I, they're officially shutting him down, including, like, practice and all these other warm-up stuff? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I That's mean, there's I, no – it doesn't seem like it's any point. And if they're not coming back for the season, he doesn't need just – Well, just focus Ben on Simmons rehab. might
1: not be coming back either, but he's still allegedly in shoot-around every day. That's why I'm kind of curious. I mean, I'm assuming that means Zion had a setback, right? Uh,
0: I oh! think really – Because if he was he working really...
1: out and if he was doing all these drills and everything every day, the fact they needed to announce that he is now officially out when they were trying – he were trying – to get him to somehow return by the play-in tournament, it would suggest, in my opinion, that Zion had a setback.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that definitely could be the thought. I just think that we they knew this for a while, and they just chose this Monday after all the madness of March to just sit here and drop the news. But I'm almost positive they knew this for a while, that this man was not coming back. I knew it before <laughs> the season. <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah. I, was on, I was on the Sports Scaling podcast, of course, with Sean and Kramer doing win totals in the in the Western Conference with Munaf, and this is one of my favorite bets. I had the under for the Pelicans, and my one of my cases was, I said Zion's not going to come back. I, I just thought that he would keep having setbacks. He's a pretty, I'd just say, injury-prone player. I didn't think he would play this season. And, yeah, he really wasn't close to playing at any point.
0: Yeah, it's really really it's really really tough. I uh no, I don't know, man. Is that is such at at this, at one point I thought they were just being soft with him, but this man obviously something's wrong with him. And I hope he doesn't reach Greg Odin level. That would suck for his psyche. Alright, but back to this game. We have a birthday. Today is arguably The best rap-slash-basketball player in the league. Maybe even history. Miles Bridges. It is Miles Bridges' birthday today. Happy birthday, Miles Bridges. He turned... What's that? 1998. So, it's 24. Yeah, it's 24. Yeah, that's 24. 1998 is 24. Because my brother's 24. Yeah, so... It's 24. I mean, I just... I feel like I have to throw his points prop and just take them to the moon miles bridges has been great this season. And this is a plus matchup. I mean, the Pelicans don't defend anybody at all. They're not really that good. They somehow they've been decent. I'm not gonna lie. They've been decent, but defensively, I just don't think that there's anybody that could really stop a miles bridges that really wants to go get a bucket. So Charlotte's laying six. New Orleans is coming off of a back-to-back, right? I said that yeah, earlier. A nice yeah, coming off of back-to-back. To yesterday, yeah, very nice it So let's just start fading Atlanta after they get a big win. It, it just seems like that's the move.
1: I'm assuming recently. Trey Young's injured because he's been battling injuries. His shooting has completely deteriorated for the last week and change. Yeah. I mean, I said that about Harden a couple of weeks ago, and Harden's shooting numbers have been terrible, too. So it, it really seems like Trey's battling something.
0: It has to be – it's, it's got to be something like that. All right. Six. Are we still laying – are we still laying six points for Charlotte? They've been so bad recently. Are we still laying six points for Charlotte?
1: Well, Charlotte, we know, has been one of the streakier teams in the entire season just because they win a bunch in a row, they'll lose a bunch in a row, and they kind of balance itself out. However, Charlotte has won four in a row. They did play on March 11th. However, you kind of have to toss it out. They won by 22. It was actually the game that funded my Vegas trip. The Pelicans had nobody (laughs) playing. You had no McCollum. You had no Ingram. They were using a G League squad, and Charlotte boat raced them. I I can't really read much into it. They scored 142 points. They did what they had to do. Now, New Orleans has won three of four. It's a back-to-back. We already talked about how Devontae Graham might not play. I know he's also one of the worst defensive point guards in the league. So if he does play, that definitely should actually help Charlotte's offense. My favorite play is going to be Charlotte team total over because I don't think New Orleans can really guard them. And Charlotte, even though they are a terrible defensive team, they only give up 108 against the Mavericks and they only give up 106 against Atlanta. So it seems like they're having one of those BS stretches where they play okay defense before it falls apart in about a week. So I'm going to take the team total over for Charlotte. I think they should score at least 125. I don't know how New Orleans is going to get many stops here. And even though – they scored 142 against the G League squad for New Orleans about a week and change ago. I think they should score at least 125. Give me Charlotte team total
0: over. Yeah, I like that. I uh, I think I'm going to take the Pelicans. In the this spread spot. feels
1: like it's where it should be.
0: Does it really? I think it does. With the C- with CJ playing, though,
1: even with
0: BI's out, they've still been pretty solid with it's CJ. It's still on a Ohio.
1: back-to-back with travel, with Charlotte winning four in a row. I, I understand where this line is coming from. And Charlotte's well, also won four in a row by double digits. Like, they've been crushing teams over the last week. So if yeah. you want to follow a streaky team, then Charlotte might be on the upswing right now. I'm not going to bother. I'm just going to take the team total over.
0: Well, what I can say about the travel is through my days of Flawlaw King through the four and to the A, that that drive from Charlotte to Atlanta isn't that bad. It, re- it really, really isn't that bad. And I've, I've had some good times on that drive. It, it's been some very good times in that drive. And so, I don't know. I just feel like CJ is enough of an X factor. This Charlotte defense isn't even better. They gave up 32 to Trey Murphy the third. Shout out to him. They gave a 32 to him in that game. Now, I know that it was kind of a little bit of a lost game for the Pelicans, but 32 is 32. I don't care. (laughs) 32 is 32. So it just feels like that this game, even if they don't get the win, it feels like this game can be a lot closer Mm -hmm. than what meets the eye, especially with CJ coming back into his team. And CJ adds a lot. He can create offense and open up the door for a lot of other guys. And I think that there is a door open for Jackson Hayes to have a really, really good game here, either Jackson Hayes or, uh, Jonas. But I think I want to put my bet on Jackson Hayes is a little bit more athletic. I think that there's a really good chance for the big men first for new Orleans to really have a really big game here against Charlotte. Even I mean, with the miles yeah. bridges birthday, I'm going to fade. I'm going to, well, they could still possibly win the game. I'm not saying that they won't win, but I'm going to take New Orleans in the six here. I think I like this spot for New Orleans a lot.
1: Okay. And just for the record, by the way, Charlotte's point totals for the last couple of games during this win streak, 142, 134, 116, 129. And the 129 was against Dallas. And they Yeah, the that's really good. In the league. That's really
0: fucking good. So that was really, really
1: good. I'm going back to my team total. I'm going with the over on Charlotte.
0: Yeah, I like it. No, I like it. Yeah, no, that was a very, very, very big win. For Charlotte. And I like fading him after a big one. So yeah, give him plus six. I like that. Okay, we have the grudge match returns in... and <laughs> this should be fun. Miami is laying two and a half in Philadelphia, playing against Philadelphia 76ers, 215 and a half on the total. Let's pull up the injury report here for the Philadelphia 76ers. It looks clean. I don't see anything. All right. And then the Miami Heat, we have Gabe Vincent, who is out with a big toe contusion. That hurts. It really does hurt. And Victor Oladipo is out. He's not playing this game with a back injury. He played what, Caleb one one Mark- game this season? Yeah, I think so.
1: No, he played. So. he actually technically played four, technically.
0: Okay. We'll get the technicalities. Jim Butler is questionable with an ankle injury, and Caleb Martin is also questionable with a knee injury. All right, we're laying points with Miami again. Are you doing it? Especially on the road this time.
1: Oh, I'm going to start off with my favorite play here. I like the under. Uh, just looking at the actual games this season, they've played three times. Uh, last game ended up landing 181. Second-to-last game ended up at 207 and the first game ended up at 197. So 2.15 and a half sounds a bit high, or it might sound a bit low at first glance, but when the unders hit this number in each of the first three meetings, I'm going to take the under. This line just seems too high to me, especially with Philly on a back-to-back. I do think they might try to slow the pace down. We know Harden likes to operate in the half court, but you might argue in the second half they might just do it out of necessity. And we know Miami doesn't like to run either. So, I'm going with the under. As for the side, uh, do I think Philly bounces back after that disappointing showing against Toronto? I really don't have much of a thought on the side, honestly. It really just seems like a coin flip game, but I do like the under. Does it really? I I think it it actually does.
0: Wow, okay.
1: In my opinion, because Miami's been playing better (laughs) lately, but they beat Cleveland, who's been good. They beat Detroit, and they beat Oklahoma City the last two games. I can't really read much into it. Toronto's a good team. You know, like, they can sneak up on anybody. And Nurse, of course, being a great coach, can have a great defensive game plan. So can Spolstro. But the point is, Philly did beat Cleveland, did beat Dallas the two games prior. I'm not going to overreact to the loss against Toronto because Embiid had a rare, poor shooting night. But I really like the under here. That's going to be my favorite play.
0: I mean, that's what – so, that's the reason, partially the reason for why I'm on the 76ers here. And I'm on them – rather confidently because the Heat just traditionally have not been a good road team when they're laying points. That I mean, we I've talked about this all year, and they've shown us in a bunch of spots that, you know, they're just a different team when they're a dog than when they're not. And so while this feels like a really good spot, and I understand why 90% of money will probably be on the Miami Heat tonight, they just lost to – Toronto, they have looked questionable. Even with the acquisition of James Harden, the 7-6 have looked questionable for the most part in a lot of games, especially against upper-tier competition. But it just feels like if there's ever a game that they're going to try to go out there and win, especially after that loss against Toronto, it's going to be a game where the Miami Heat are co- and Jimmy Butler is coming into town. And this is a showing of, hey, you know, Ben was partially the reason why you left. We understand. But at the end of the day, you still left. And we're still going to try to give it to you. It doesn't matter. We're going to still try to give it to you. Regardless, I think Joel and B and Bam is going to be in a fun matchup. It's always a fun matchup to watch. But M B is one of the unguardable players in the league. And while Bam can definitely slow him down and keep him from his regular output, there's a very good chance that a B just lives at the free throw line at this game. Again, the question here for me is who's going to be that extra guy outside of Embiid outside of Harden, outside of Maxi? who's going to be that extra guy to step up. And is James Harden going to show up?
1: I mean, I that's like really another it. way of phrasing. It is, is Tobias Harris, going to actually look like a decent basketball player
0: for one no so i'm i'm at this point i've stopped name dropping tobias harris i okay. i honestly don't think <laughs> like i just don't think he's even worth it at this point it just shows that he's just another guy on the team now that's
1: the main guy that you're indirectly referring to though because he's supposed to be that guy based on the contract no
0: 100 percent supposed to be that guy but i've i've eliminated that expectation from him
1: yeah because he's not very good
0: yeah, I've, I've just straight up eliminated that expectation from him. So, is it going to be a Yane uh, Niang? Is it going to be a Shake Milton? Yeah, or Corpmus? Or, you know, who is like who is going to be that extra guy that's just going to step up for them? Because obviously, Tobias isn't going to do it. Because if Tobias ever does do it, Philly is a tough out. Like, if I think Tobias, that Tobias played,
1: Harris might be like the biggest Westbrook fan in the league. Because <laughs> cause he's because he's
0: taking the shine of how nobody he's is
1: talking about <laughs> Tobias Harris having like the worst contract in the league, and if <laughs> <That's> Westbrook, Westbrook. <laughs> was mediocre, he'd be on a short list. Now John Wall's the underrated dark horse candidate for worst contract in the league. He's getting paid forty million. He hasn't played a game. In fact, he's but it's not. That, not to but show they're up.
0: but they're holding John Wall. That's not even his fault. He wants to go out there and play. They're holding him out. They're Pretty like, much. we do not want you. They do. We do not want you to play. We would rather. Pretty much, but Tobias Harris easily
1: has a bottom five contract in the league, and nobody's talking about it because all the media cares about is Westbrook. So I hope that Kuzma
0: might be playing. I hope Kuzma bought a jersey. That's all
1: I'm saying. I hope he bought a Westbrook jersey this season. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah. No. Tobias might actually be playing worse ball than. uh, What was it? Worse ball than Westbrook. However, interesting fact. In three games against the Miami Heat this season, Tobias Harris is averaging 20.7 points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if Tobias shows, and that's ultimately like that's what I'm saying. If Tobias shows up in this game, it's gonna be a pretty I think it's gonna be a tough out for uh Philly. I really like their chances. And he's shooting 52% from the field, 50% from three. There's a very good chance that Tobias actually shows that is a three-point difference than what he's doing on the season. Huh. I'm not banking on Tobias Ayers at all, but I will just do a catch-all and say that somebody is going to step up for it to be that extra guy and really help them get this win. Yeah, give me the Philadelphia 76ers plus two and a half. Sprinkle on that money line. I like them tonight.
1: Now, I don't want it to be that long of an episode, so I don't want to segue too hard, but I do want to ask you, since Philly has lost uh, – uh, they've split their last four – had an overtime game against Orlando, which they won, but they really didn't look good in. Is the honeymoon phase over with Harden and Sixer fans? Because I don't want to say Harden got most of the blame for the Toronto loss, but he had a brutal turnover down the stretch, which kind of ended the game. Yeah. Do you think Philly fans are starting to get a little bit realistic with the Harden expectations? Because going in first week or two, everyone loved them to potentially come out of the East. Now, I did not, but a lot of people talked about how this duo is good enough to propel this team to a potential championship. Then the Nets blew them out by about 40, and then I feel like everything kind of went back down to earth after that. What is your current stance on Philly? Do you think that they actually have a shot to come out of the East, or do you think that people kind of are hoping that they can, but they're still maybe one or two pieces short because Tobias Harris isn't that reliable?
0: I think they are a couple pieces short. You all know how I talk about bench play, and I think that the bench is very questionable for Philly. But because Doc is a decent coach in this point of his career, that he is getting the most out of his rotation with his starters. And Tobias Harris in that rotation would be huge if he could actually, you know, produce. So – I'm not going to say that I like them to come out. I still think that it's Miami right now. That's still – if I had to name one team, that's probably still going to be my pick in the seven-game series. But for Harden and the falling out of love, it depends. Like, Philly fans are just as delusional as New York fans. And yeah, so they're probably, they're probably really pissed that he is, you know, having this performance output last ten games. It
1: seems like he's been injured, which I mentioned a couple. Yeah, weeks that's ago.
0: and that's what it is. But that's a hundred percent what it is is that he's injured. That's a hundred percent what it is. And I've said this earlier on in the season that this man is obviously injured. Mm-hmm. And rather than taking the Ben Simmons approach and just not playing, and just not playing, he's going out there and still playing, and that's commendable. But it's so obvious, and it's at a point where. You're probably a little bit I mean you're James Harden, so I'm not going to say you're really that much of a detriment, but Philly is good, Philly's going to make the playoffs. you don't have to play right now, like literally just just take that time and get healthy, and then it's going to be a lot easier in the playoffs because you're not playing games in such a such a short constricted time frame. you have at least a day off in between every game, sometimes two, maybe mm-hmm. three, if you get lucky, so it's way more it's way easier to manage in the playoffs but as of right now, with condensed scheduling and all of that, I just feel like they're—he's just taking unnecessary, putting unnecessary strain on a hamstring we already know is bad. And at this point, we we can tell these guys are going to get chemistry rather quickly. Like they can they can figure it out and make it work. I would just take my chances and just sit down. Just sit down for the majority of this season. And make a run in the last couple of games just to kind of get warm yourself up, get yourself for a feel back of it. But just sit down, dog. Like You're, you're in the playoffs. I get why you want to play, especially, you know, you want to impress Papa Mori and all of that. But just sit down, dog. It's the cool. truth
1: is I think you should also sit because I know you're, you've been anti-Boston for most of the year. I was, and I kind of turned it around midway through. I don't think they're holding off Boston for the division. They're tied right now. Boston's won 22 of their last 25 games. I think Philly will probably come in second in the division because they're currently tied. So if you're not going to win the division and you know that the only chance you have of making a run is a healthy James Harden, I I don't know if he needs surgery. So that might be a separate story. But I do think it might benefit Philly – if they punt a couple regular season games to make sure that Harden and Embiid are healthy for the playoffs,
0: absolutely, absolutely. I think I don't think good they're good going
1: time. to do that, especially not for Embiid, because Embiid's going for an MVP award.
0: But no, Embiid. So Embiid, would- no. But I think Embiid is at the point where he is feeling pretty good about, you know, he's that he's feeling pretty good about where he's at health wise. Mm -hmm. and that he knows he's not putting too much strain on his body. But James Harden is just noticeably not not healthy. Like, it's obvious that he's not healthy. And that's the – a healthy James Harden and a healthy Embiid, even with the poor play by Tobias Harris, is really – is actually really, really good. Like, they're really, really good. You can see that in the games where one Harden has enough rest and he's not feeling that hamstring that he plays great and he shoots the basketball well, but – as time goes on, and you can notice what we see, oh, he's deteriorating, deteriorating, deteriorating. So, whatever. All right, let's keep moving to keep from lengthening this anymore. But that was an important fact. Yeah, I'm on Philly plus two and a half. What'd you say, Miami? If you had uh, to
1: Yeah, I'm going to lean Miami. If my favorite plays the under.
0: Yeah, okay. All right, we have the Utah Jazz visiting the Brooklyn Nets. Utah's laying one and a half, 229 on the total. All right, let's see what's here on the injury report for the Utah Jazz. Mike Conley is day to day. They'd probably be better if he just didn't play. Uh, whoo, let's see. Trent Forrest has a wish, wrist injury. He is out. Azubuki is out for, the, well, these are games against the Knicks, so they're on the back to back. So they're more than likely out. Bogdanovich was ruled out. Daniel House was ruled out. I'm pretty sure all these guys are still going to be out again for Brooklyn tonight. For the Brooklyn side of things, guess what? Kyrie Irving still cannot play. We have LaMarcus Aldridge, who is sidelined for about a week with a neck injury. Oh, no, hip injury, so he is out. Ben Simmons, (laughs) he's gotten an epidural recently, so hopefully that improves his back pain.
1: Can I call him Street Clothes Jr., or is it too early to do that?
0: No, because street clothes is like street clothes no matter what situation. Ben okay. has just been really street just clothes asking. for this season. Cool. Yeah, for this season. This is like, this is rivaling his rookie year. <laughs> oh, man. Well, his, I, I guess it doesn't count as his rookie year because he didn't play. And then he won, won rookie of the rookie year, year in his second In year. his sophomore yeah. year. Yeah, in his second mm-hmm. year in the league. Yeah, very interesting. Uh Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> and and maybe, maybe this is why Donovan Mitchell goes off tonight because he sees Ben Simmons on the sideline and remembers that he stole a rookie of the year from him. So maybe Donovan Mitchell goes off for, you know, a whole bunch of points and a win on the back-to-back here. What are you doing?
1: I like Utah. I think that Utah is the better team. We've seen the Nets at home look significantly worse. Not It's not a coincidence, but obviously because Kyrie's not playing in home games. My favorite play in this game was a player prop. Which is a bit annoying for me because I was trying to make my daily YouTube video and these books still won't post the damn player prop. I've been waiting for like four hours. They still won't post this thing. I want Gobert Rebounds. I want the over. Can you post it, please? Anybody? Somebody? Can you post Gobert Rebounds? I wanna bet it. I wanna take the over. (laughs) Whatever number it is, it's gonna be too low. Gobert should walk into 15 tonight. I want the over and rebounds for Gobert as my favorite play. It'll probably be a a 12-and-a-half. 11-and-a-half for 12. It's a great matchup for Gobert here. But for the actual game, not player-prop related, I like Utah. I know they played yesterday. They played the Knicks. Kind of a blowout. They didn't have to go crazy with the minutes. And, of course, no travel involved because they were in MSG last night. But – The Nets really struggled against Portland, which is a serious red flag. Utah killed them earlier in the year, which you kind of have to toss out because nobody on the Nets played. But I do think Utah possesses some serious matchup problems for Brooklyn, mostly Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Boyan might be returning to the lineup, which would be a nice boost. But Utah's been playing well. The Nets at home have really been fadable all season long. I'm gonna take Utah.
0: Do <sighs> you want to back a missing.
1: Kyrie-less Nets team? That's really the question.
0: I mean, who do you think has better pieces around their star? S- S- star, star slash stars. With the uh because, the C's, <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, because because the the KD is the only star for Brooklyn right now, but. You know, they have two stars on the other side, which is not even Mitchell or Rico Bear. But, I mean, Nikhil Alexander and Herman Gomez got the start yesterday for against the Knicks, and it's the Knicks, so I'm really not really too surprised. Now, you do have Jordan Carson still coming off the bench, so that is a really another really good piece to have. But, I mean, I'm not sure what production I'm getting out of Rudy Gay any given night. And if I look at this Brooklyn Nets team and what's around KD for this matchup, Seth Curry should be playing in this game. So, that's really big.
1: By the way, they officially posted the damn player props just now. I've been waiting. They finally posted it. (laughs) Congratulations, guys. Congratulations.
0: Way to talk it up.
1: Gobert rebounds, by the way, set at 13 and a half at one book. (laughs) I got to check to see if it's 12 and a half at another. If it's 12 and a half, I'm locking it up right now. But I got to check.
0: Love it. And so... Back to – yes, so Seth Curry, Drogic has been playing pretty decently. Mm -hmm. Seth Curry was great against Portland the other night. He was. Patty Mills is – just he just can't get it going. But Bruce Brown has been really, really good. And he's been – you know, he's been active. He's been doing a lot for this team and just Mm -hmm. filling in where he can. He's really good. And Cam Thomas is a guy that we know can get going. I think this is a high-scoring game, honestly. I don't think either one of these teams has anything defensively for the other, aside from Rodrigo Bear just dominating the paint. But I'm pretty sure that Brooklyn has no no problem taking a whole bunch of jump shots in this game. I don't know who's stopping the mid-range game for KD. And if Rodrigo Bear tries to come out to contest that, it's just opening up lanes in the basket for guys like Bruce Brown on the cuts and stuff like that. I actually think Bruce Brown would be a pretty interesting play. I think he can Sneakly get, you know, into double-digit territory here. I'm going with Brooklyn. I just feel like Brooklyn needs that marquee home win, and the jazz, the Jazz provide that opportunity for them tonight. I don't think that they're as bad as at home as we portray them to be, but this seems like a spot where they can get a pretty good win against the Western Conference team coming east. I'll go ahead and take them in this spot, especially with the Jazz coming off of a back-to-back against the Knicks. So yeah, and give for me the record, Brooklyn by the way, the reason, why I,
1: the reason why I like Gobert so much tonight against the Nets, even if you're doing DFS, is just because since Aldridge is out, the Nets really have stopped using Durant as a small ball center. They've really been using Claxton a lot in their fourth quarter lineups, not to mention the fact that Drummond plays a lot in the first half. We know Drummond and Claxton have no offensive talent in terms of shooting. Yeah. So Gobert should be in the paint for pretty much the entire game. Of course, you might have some pick-and-roll switches, whatever, but Gobert should be sitting there. He should have a lot of rebound opportunities. And if you see a close game, which you should because the spread is one and a half, then I do believe Gobert in 30 minutes of work should probably walk into 15 rebounds – And he's got a good chance to even go for 20 rebounds if he's really able to push it to, like, 35 minutes. But his rebound number for me seems way too low. Gobert played 33 minutes last night, but I do believe it's a very good matchup for him on the glass.
0: If Gobert sits in the paint the whole time, that mid range is open all day, every day of the week for KD. Oh, it he will be. I'm just throwing it out there. That he's going to absolutely cook them
1: for rebounding. Gobert should have a pretty good game, both offensive rebounding wise and defensive
0: rebounding wise. I like KD's assist today. Okay. I like KD's assist today. I think that at some point they're going to they're they're going to shift Rudy Gobert to try to make things a little bit harder after KD goes crazy, and KD's just going to rack up assists. So. Mm. I don't know what that number is at, but I think that it probably isn't high enough. And I take a shot on it. And I'm on over. I said that. All right. We have the Boston Celtics traveling to play OKC at home. And Boston is laying 15, but for very, very good reason, because OKC is absolutely dog shit. Especially at home. Like, absolutely terrible at home right now. Aaron Nesmith is out for this game f- for the Boston Celtics. I don't think Nesmith has played in, like, weeks. Nesmith, yeah. Yeah, I don't – I can't remember the last time he's played, actually. Okay, see, Shea is day to day. He's been day to day for basically forever. And then it's the long, lost laundry list of everybody being out and unavailable Williams, Favors, Giddy, Scarlett, Ty Jerome, Dort, Robinson Earl. A lot of those guys are done for the season. <laughs> you sh- should be basically everybody should be done for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. But so. Are you going to lay 15 points with Boston versus Shea Gilgis-Alexander?
1: I'm going to take another cop-out approach. Ah, scary. I'm going to take, take the Thunder team total under. Okay. The Celtics are laying 15. The total's 216.5. So you're basically asking if I think is okay, so getting to 100. I don't. Discord 85 against Orlando – Orlando, you scored 85 points. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> I mean, Boston killed Denver yesterday. Did me a solid. I had uh, money on Boston. Gave up 97 to Sacramento. Good performance. Because Sacramento, even though they're bad. It still has a good offense. Golden State, I know Curry got injured midway through, but they only gave up 88 to Golden State. I really like OKC team total under. Because the Celtics defensively, number one in the league in defensive efficiency, and they've been playing like it for the last couple of games, even only gave up 95 and a loss to Dallas. I'm going OKC team total under because I really question how the Thunder are supposed to score, and I don't really want to lay 15 with a team on a back-to-back. So give me the team total under for OKC.
0: I mean, call me. I know OKC
1: is gonna be your dog, so just get. it Call me
0: a hater. I'm. I am. I don't think I have it in me to make them my dog tonight. Actually, I really don't think I have it in me. They have been so, like, just always been so so bad at home. It checks all the
1: boxes besides it being Boston instead of Utah. It checks every box.
0: No, no. So, but look, but look. So this is what I'm getting at. The Celtics constantly have that game that is just like, how the fuck did you go in here and either make this a close game or lose mm-hmm. outright? They've yeah. always had this game. And that's honestly the only thing that makes it really hard for me betting the Celtics because they do this. And they do this frequently enough that it just pisses me off. Now, they've been on a run. As you said, they've won, what, 23 of 25, 22, 25, yeah, 22 or something like 25. that. Yeah, 25, yeah. So they've done it less frequently, but God damn that that Pistons game and that Pacers game isn't flowing through my head right now. <laughs> How the fuck did they lose that game against the Pacers? They didn't the just fuck?
1: lose; they lost. They got they lost for like twenty. They got, they got handed. Married.
0: They got handed to them. How the fuck did that happen? And so it's shit like that. It's shit like that. Now, honestly, I probably should have been on the Celtics against the Nuggets last night. I probably should have. But it is shit like that that just. It just gives me PTSD, and it doesn't make it any better that as a road favorite this season, they're 9-11. and 11. And as a uh, not in non-conference game, so games against the Western Conference, they're 11-14-1. Doesn't make me feel any better about that at all. I was very tempted to do Boston when this line was 12, but now it's up to 15. And it feels like everybody in the world is on Boston and just saying, "Forget it, we will lay the points." And I am not willing to do that. I am not willing to back Boston when they are a public favorite right now because I that is exactly on
1: principle. I can't lay fifteen with a team on a back to back with travel. That is insane.
0: It is, yeah. And so, yeah. Give me. Give I picked me, the okay, cop out. I us,
1: the team. I picked the team total. I took the cop out approach.
0: No, give me OKC in the fifteen, and damn it, lock it up. (laughs) Give me a lock. Give me a lock symbol next to that one because that's just insane. And this is—it just feels like I don't have any statistic. They should honestly go in there and win this game by thirty plus. Mm -hmm. Thirty plus. That like honestly that. But I've watched this Boston team, and it is literally spots just like this where everybody is on them where they're a huge favorite, where there is literally no statistical way that they should not cover this spread easily. And then they go out there and they, and they disappoint. And now I get to bet on Shea gasol Alexander as well, as well, which should have a pretty interesting matchup with Marcus Smart as his primary defender. Wow. I just, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. So... <laughs> Woo boy. All right. Let's get on to the next game, was like Anything else? We said you said the under.
1: I'm going with okay, see team total under. I have I a hard I'll time with the full game, game under because Boston could score 130 if they actually wanted to. They're on a
0: back-to-back with
1: travel though. I know, but they also killed Denver so they could bench all the starters for the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm going to go with Boston. Screw it. That's true. That's true. OKC scored eighty-five against the Magic, man. Like I, I, I can't. Boston should win by thirty. We both know they should.
0: <laughs> we <laughs> both know they should. Oh my gosh, bro! If they, bro, if if OKC gets their first home win in like two months against the Celtics tonight, do you know the hell I'm going to raise the next time I'm on this show? Yeah, like. it's, it's gonna be a lot. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, sprinkle on the money line. Just I'm. We'll see what happens when it comes lock and dog time. But just I'm, sprinkle on the yeah, money I'm line. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> total
1: under. I'm trying to figure out the most profitable way for me to back the Celtics without fully backing the Celtics. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, 100. No, I like that. So I I'm like gonna look that. at the defense and go from there.
0: All right. The Wizards are in Houston playing the Rockets, laying five and a half against the Rockets. And the Two thirty-four in the total. Oh God. I I don't know. I I thought we were supposed to change
1: up the draft lottery format so teams would not try to totally suck. There's like there's like five teams in the league that are royal garbage. Like it hasn't fixed anything. You know how many terrible teams there are in the league? There's yeah. so many bad teams.
0: Yeah, it's really, it's really, really and but wait, and going back to OKC real quick, they cover like shit. They cover like shit. So even though they're a bad team, they cover a lot of games. They just don't cover any of them at home <laughs> at all. But no, the Rockets really don't do anything. And but am I really at the point of the season where I'm comfortable laying five again with the Wizards,
1: no, I'm taking Houston.
0: Yeah, I feel like I had to. Now, but...
1: Houston, for the record, has lost five in a row, <laughs> uh, each loss by at least 13 points.
0: <gasps> Holy shit, are you serious?
1: But, and I'm sorry, oh, they, sorry, they lost is. the Pacers by three. My bad. I, I, okay, I misread there we that. Go. They lost okay. the Pacers by three against all the other teams. They lost but four or
0: five, loss. four or five, yeah.
1: Yeah. But decent competition. Lost to the Mavericks, lost to the Pelicans, lost to the Suns, lost to the Pacers by three, so they covered against the Pacers, and lost by 24 Mm -hmm. to Memphis. Those are all playoff or play-in teams, so this is against a much weaker (laughs) opponent. It is. The Wizards, I mean, you lose to Portland on the road. What the hell are you doing? I know you beat the Lakers last game. Congratulations, but Kuzma still might not play in this one. I'm taking Houston. I, I don't know how I'm supposed to lay five with the Wizards. Now Houston isn't a good team, but they oh, can shit. push the pace. Both teams don't guard anybody. I see a high scoring game. I know that Kevin Porter Jr. is a lunatic, but I he is a pretty talented player. I don't know if you saw what happened to him the other night, which was hilarious, by the way. But
0: Yeah, he uh what was it? He fucking He
1: had a tantrum. Went, he he asked the Yeah, to take yeah, he went
0: game. yeah, he went and Something happened. I can't remember what the fuck it was, but something happened, and then he was walking around like he was injured, and then he called for a lob, and he didn't get it. And then he looked at Steven Silas and said, nope, take me out.
1: <laughs> yeah, he like, was calling for an injury trying to guard somebody, gave up an open <laughs> shot, then sprinted down court and pointed to the sky like, throw me the lob. They didn't throw it to him, and then he yelled at the coach, I'm out of here. <laughs> and Then he just came out of the game. <laughs>
0: Bro, how are we on Houston, man? Okay, wait. All right. I don't know how we're on All right. Kyle Kuzma. I didn't do the injury report. Kyle Kuzma is expected to play in this game. Oh, he is expected? Of- and, yes. And for Houston, Eric Gordon was unavailable. He probably still is unavailable. He had an illness, so maybe he could be. We'll, know. we'll see. They just played that game. Uh, Yeah, that's about it. Give
1: give me, I I already talked myself into it. Give me Houston, man. Oh my God. How the
0: fuck do you back Houston? I'm I'm doing it.
1: Washington's 12 and 22 on the road straight up. They're 11, 22 and 1 ATS. Houston sucks at home, but they're 13 and 22 ATS at home. So they're technically better against the number at home than Washington is on the road. Mm hmm. I'm going to take Houston plus the points, whatever, man. It's not a great spot, but damn it, it's honest work.
0: All right, so question. So, and granted, anybody probably knows I'm really not really a futures guy. I I like my money now. I don't really like to do futures. But for the beginning of the season, we did the sharp off, and You know, that's when we do all the futures and da da da. So one of my picks was Washington under 33-and-a-half wins. And I put a substantial mon- amount of money on that. They currently have 30. And you got a shot it, what, it, man. You got a shot. With, it. What's this with one, seven, eight, nine, 10, off. 11, 12, 12 games to go? Do I just hedge my, do I just hedge my bet and bet Washington <laughs> and bet Washington to win it? Because this is one of the games that I really need the Rockets to win. Because it'll make me feel even better with the competition. Like, True they have games not, against I'm the Bucks. Gonna, Yeah,
1: I'm not going to jinx you, but if they lose tonight against Houston, I don't want to say it's a done deal, but I got to assume you're in good shape.
0: It feels, it feels good. It feels good. This feels the like
1: the game where if you're, the team that you have a win total under on loses, I don't, you're, you seem like you're home free because they play Milwaukee on the road next Play Detroit on the road. They play Golden State at home, which they could win because Curry's out. Yeah. They play Orlando at home. I'll give them a win there. Every other game besides Houston, <laughs> Detroit, and <laughs> or Orlando are against, like, okay teams. Like, even the Knicks aren't good, but the Knicks can actually beat up on some weaker teams every now and then. Yeah. You need them to go three and eight or worse. It is
0: okay. It's I possible. think you're in decent shape, to be honest. Honestly, I wrote this bet off in the I early part of the season. In the early part of the season, I wrote this bet off, and then the Wizards did everything I said they were going to do. Okay. Fuck. I don't know if I want to hedge my bet on this game or not because it just, this Rockets team is in complete turmoil. They are in bet. turmoil. They're bad. They're leading, they're point guard their leader of their offense, the person that runs their offense is literally having temper tantrums on the court right now. Truth is Kevin Porter should be thrown out of the league.
1: I don't, I don't even mean because he's not talented enough. I mean, because he makes every team worse because he's a diva. <laughs> he's a, he's a terrible teammate to have in the locker room, like a beyond bad teammate.
0: I think he just has easy. I think he's just young. He, really he faked an madness. injury
1: and then called for a lob, man. <laughs> and then told the coach, "Get me out of the game." He left the game at really halftime bad. earlier this year.
0: That is really bad. How do you like, leave the literally... at
1: halftime, midway through the year? People forgot that happened.
0: That is literally the only reason he ditched why the I'm team. He <laughs> went home. He called an Uber during halftime. Oh my gosh! That Not really... to mention
1: the whole Cleveland fiasco with the locker when they had to trade him because he had a tantrum in the locker room. Like there's, there's a lot of baggage that comes with Kevin Porter Jr. He's got some character issues, let's put it that way. but damn
0: man, like
1: he's talented, but
0: he is just
1: such a terrible
0: teammate. But yeah, uh, he's really the only reason why I'm considering this. I'm going to take Houston because I'm going to trust Steven Silas. I think Steven Silas is a player's coach, and the guys do really like For him, like him. And while they don't have the talent to win a couple of games for them, they do try their best to compete for, you know, some of these games. And the Wiz... <sighs> Fuck. The Wizards... Uh, Kuzma could come back
1: and go off. Uh, Kuzma could do well. Poor Zingas has been pretty good lately. But yeah, I still don't like their guards. So I do think that Houston can have some success on the perimeter. And maybe if Kevin Porter Jr. and company... Get hot from the outside, Garrison Matthews revenge game, quote unquote. I do think that you can make enough <laughs> to keep it close.
0: <laughs> oh man! All right, no. It really comes down fuck. to. All right, fuck it! No, give three. me the Wizards. Give me the Wizards. Give me the Wizards. Okay. The Wizards are the better team. I'm just gonna take the better team. Give okay. me the Wizards. Fair and, enough. And that's that's possible hedge situation for that future. Whatever. All right. Fuck. <laughs> I know, somebody else is si- I know somebody else other than me is sitting on a, w- on a Wizards under 33 and a half ticket. That's just watching these games like, fuck, I really need them to lose.
1: I don't think anyone's been happier about an implosion, though, since Thunder future betters. I think <laughs> the Thunder might have won one game in like a month and a half. <laughs> it's, <laughs> they really might, they might it's really fucking bad. It might be 1 in 20 bad. in their last... I got to look it up, but they home- really might
0: have won like one game since... No, they won, they won some real games, but fuck, they're so bad at home. I that actually want just- to
1: look that up. But I'm pretty sure the yeah. Thunder have won like one game in the last
0: month. All right. Well, while you look that up, I'm going to talk about Stable Duel because there are enough. There are never enough things to gamble on. And one sport that runs 365 days is horse racing. Best part is there is now a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard and win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Don't worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. That's what games are offered each day with free weekly games that tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against us in our stables. You can even follow them in the app, and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com. See how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle. Play, race, and win. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? It does not. You need a VPN, and that's why when I'm hiding my location, when I'm hiding whatever I've been searching, what I'm streaming, anything like that, passwords, browsing history, all that stuff, I use IPVanish. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing your speed on your tablets, computers, and phones, even your fire stick. I don't go anywhere online without IP Vanish anymore. They are offering an incredible 70% on their yearly plan, 70% off on their yearly plan for listeners with 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months of free IP Vanish. Super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. Go to IPVanish.com slash SGP use promotional code SGP to claim your 70% off savings. That is com slash SGP. And we are also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. March Madness is here, and PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance, Every season, prop swappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. You can always find the best odds on prop swap because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself, like Zach from, Carolina, from California. Zach from California, he purchased a Tennessee championship ticket at forty to one odds when the books are only offering twenty five to one. Now we see why the books were only offering twenty five to one because they took that L to Michigan. However, he had the opportunity to. Get larger odds on his bet by buying a championship ticket for them at higher odds than what was being offered. Now is the time to find those Cinderella's. While the odds are high, cash out on prop swap when the tourney in the tourney Cinderellas happen every year. So hey, maybe St. Peter's makes a run. Who knows? PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering of filtering tickets based on the best value, a free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will match your first deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. Any update on OK? how bad OKC has been?
1: Uh, Yes, OKC has lost 17 of their last 20 games. So they they actually – so they – it's okay. I said they haven't won in a month. It's March 21st. Their last win was March 2nd. So they have won in the month of March. Congratulations. I'm proud of you guys. But But the last home win is like the early February. Their last home win was probably something you're not ready to hear. It January 31st.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, No way. There's no – the Celtics aren't that. I I know I I, –
1: I'm just saying it's January 31st. They beat beat Portland. They beat Portland on January 31st at home.
0: Oh, my gosh. There's no freaking way the Celtics do that. Like, wow, the victory lap I'm going to take if they do that. That's ridiculous. All right. Two more games on the slate, and we got our lock-in dog. Let's finish strong.
1: By the way, just a quick one more point. Sorry. OKC, I mentioned the win against Portland at home. That's their only home win of 2022. <laughs>
0: How do you play so bad at home?
1: I'm just saying. How do you they, they, go
0: on the road? How do you go on the road? They're like one of the best road teams. ATS they beat in the, the Knicks
1: on December 31st. They've won one home game since. That's it.
0: It doesn't, it doesn't make sense how oh, you're so bad at home. They are, I'm pretty sure they're like the second best road team in the league, ATS. I'm almost positive that that. It, let me pull this up literally right now because I was looking at it earlier, and I'm almost positive that's what it said. I'm pretty sure they're like the second best ATS team on the road. Yes. No, they're the first. <laughs> first in the league. They are first in the league ATS on the road. How are you so freaking bad at home? This is absurd. This is One home win absurd. in about
1: three months is actually hilarious. <laughs> that, that is, is so absolutely
0: funny. ridiculous, man. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. The Celtics are going to catch hell from me if they lose this game. They're absolutely going to catch hell from me. They, they should, they should forfeit game. the franchise if they lose this game. It's, not just it's really ridiculous. That's really All right, whatever. The Raptors are traveling to Chicago to play the Bulls. Bulls are minus three and a half, 222. On, and a half on the total. Toronto's coming off the of back to back where they got that win against Philadelphia. Looking at what I have for an injury report in front of me. And it says Fred Fleet is day to day. And Obi still sidelined for about another week. Same thing as Malachi Flynn. And for the Chicago Bulls, we have Lonzo, who. Still doesn't have a timetable to come back. Otherwise, they're really they're fairly healthy. So, do we just take Chicago because they're actually not playing a top seventeen in the NBA? Finally, you
1: can make that argument. I'm not going to. I'm going to take Toronto. Oh, I don't. Okay. I know Chicago's at home, and I know Chicago's twenty five and ten straight up at the United Center. But I mean, can I just be honest? The Bulls have been exposed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're, they've been exposed. There's really not much more to add. You can just go through the last couple of weeks. Really, since the All-Star break, DeRozan was getting MVP buzz for about a week and a half, which was fun. Yeah. And after that, the whole thing fell apart. <laughs> and Toronto has been really good lately. I know they had the bad loss in overtime at home to the Lakers because Westbrook hit a miracle three at the end of regulation. But Toronto has won six of seven. They've been playing well. They beat Philly on the road. Very nice win there. And the Bulls have lost each of their last three. They got killed by Utah. They got killed by Phoenix. And they also lost to Sacramento in a game that you actually like Sacramento in. That was your trap call of the day. Yep. I can't trust Chicago. So I can't lay points with you, especially against a Toronto team that we've seen earlier this season doesn't believe in rest – so I'm gonna take Toronto because they're bionic. <laughs> give me the Raptors plus the points.
0: The fucking droids. The droids, man.
1: Terminator uh, Five. Uh, like, like they're the damn droids. There, yeah. Give me Toronto. Yeah, the
0: they androids from Dragon Ball Z. It's really fucking ridiculous, actually.
1: Okay, so are you taking? Are you lying here because the Bulls are good at home, but they've yes, shown me they nothing are. The last week.
0: But when you like, when you look at it are getting run okay, out For the last week, they played, they played some pretty good like they played the Suns, they played the Jazz. That was their loss. The Kings, yeah. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. There was the the fix was out for them. That game was fixed. <laughs> that game was fixed. There was no way that line should have been that. Everybody knew the Kings were somehow going really to win that they game. I'm just saying they trailed by 20 at the half. They've been getting run out of the gym. Yeah, I, I I don't blame I, I'll just say that I do not blame them for the Kings loss. Okay. So then so they went and they get a win at home against the Cavs. They get a win against the Pistons, who were playing better ball at that time. They lost against 76ers, you expect that. They lost against the Bucks, you expect that. And they lost against the Hawks on the road. You pretty much kinda expect that as well. So they're basically and if you go ahead of that, they lost to the Grizzlies and the Heat, but they beat the Hawks. At home. So yeah, they're basically doing everything that we kind of expected them yeah. to do. Yeah, except for that Kings game. And I, I expected it because it just it was a trap line. So I'm going to take the three and a half here because I do think that they are a better, they're a better team at home. I think that that could be the spark, especially losing three in a row. Now now, you know, they've left the West, that West Coast trip. Now they're back at home. I think that that could be a spark, especially with the Raptors coming off of back-to-back and a really big win against uh, the 76ers where the Bulls say, hey, we need a win. Like, we need to go up here and get a win. Now, could be a possible look-ahead spot because they have to go on the road to play the Bucks in two days. No, the next day? Tomorrow? Is that tomorrow? Oh, let me check. <laughs> it's freaking this time change thing is coming up. I'm pretty sure this is tomorrow. Whatever. Give me the Bulls minus three and a half. This feels this feels like a fair line. I understand it it is tomorrow. Yeah. So now they got to So hopefully they're not looking ahead, but they can't afford to look ahead because they they literally need to go in here and try to win every single game. They've went from second to fifth in the Eastern Conference. I'm just I think that this this is a game that DeRozan and DeRozan and can get going i think that vucevic can provide a little something on the interior i'll take the i'll take the bulls yeah so you're not concerned at all
1: about laying three and a half points against a playoff team with a team that's lost eight of ten yeah
0: Mm, i mean i'm not i'm of course i'm concerned. Of course, there's concern. I, it's just on principle, I, I can't lay w- a team with a
1: team that's lost eight of ten. I just can't do it.
0: I think. I think. I'm. I just think that the eight that they lost, They're at least teams. for me, very yeah, very expected. Yeah. And the Raptors are a good team, but with the Raptors coming on off of back to back, you went from Philly, they went from uh, Philly going over to Chicago. It's not you know too bad on travel, but I think that this. Provides a spark, especially because they ha- they only have this one home game, and then they're going back on the yeah. road <laughs> for another. It's also five a games. really weird scheduling
1: spot. If Chicago <laughs> has not sucks. played since the 18th, and Toronto played yesterday.
0: Yeah, it's a so pretty weird
1: have, scheduling spot.
0: Yeah, they have the extra rest, the extra rest at home because they only have one fucking home game. <laughs> they
1: have two days of extra rest.
0: Yeah, so yeah, so they and they only have one home game. Then they're going back on the road for five more games. Go get a win in this home game and you know, make it pretty decent. I don't think three and a half is too big of a spread for them to cover. Give me a three and a half in Chicago. I like oh, it. cool. All right. Wow. Hold on. There we go. We're back. So we have Last game of slate. Minnesota Timberwolves traveling to Dallas to play the Dallas Mavericks. The Mavericks are laying two and a half, 230 on the total for the Mavericks. Theo, Theo, Theo is still out for this game. Man, it feels like we haven't seen Theo play all season. <laughs> Man, I'm used to seeing uh, him on the bench, but you know. He's such a kid. Hopefully that doesn't like hinder. His heightness on the bench mm-hmm. Hopefully he still adjusts his height Even with the finger injury Nas Reed is probable for this game For the Timberwolves, Carl Anthony Towns is questionable to a right Forearm contusion And and McDaniels Is still out with a mm-hmm. high ankle sprain Minnesota's
1: hot <laughs> They're the best team since the All-Star break
0: Minnesota is hot Why am I taking Dallas in this spot?
1: Because Towns might not play. If Towns was not on the injury report, they would easily be my dog of the day. Like, not even in the discussion. Easy, all day, every day. Yeah. I do think it's a concern Towns on the injury report. I'm going to assume he's not going to play. I agree with you. I'm taking Dallas. But you want to know the reason why? It's because Towns might not play. That's the reason why you like Dallas.
0: I don't even think it's that because I think I would take a chance even if Towns was playing. Then do it. But because if Towns is 100% playing, you have to think Minnesota would be favored here. Yeah, I just. Maybe, so. by, one. Worst case, Maybe by, by one. Maybe by one. Or case, at least pick to pick them. them. Yeah. So da- I have to think that Dallas plays better defense in this game. I just have to assume that Dallas plays better defense in this game. And I well, think sure that, sure you know. It the hell out of them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so. With the up and down that has been Anthony Edwards for, you know, second half of the season, I think that that gets something they can exploit. It feels like – like they're down, Minnesota's knocking on the door of all those teams in the Western Conference. And Minnesota's like, I don't know about y'all, but I'm not going to be in this playing game. They actually bump – they're actually ahead of Denver right now. Yeah. So they have the same record, but they have the tiebreaker. So they're ahead of Denver right now and Minnesota's like I don't know what, job, I'm not playing in that playing game. We're Can you going <laughs> to
1: ratings of one of the defending MVP against LeBron for a final playoff spot. Can you imagine the ratings on that? Yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think that's going to happen, but if it does, yeah. that's, that's a hell of a of a ratings bump there for the
0: NBA. Hell yeah. And then I don't know who I would take in that game. <laughs> would I still think the Lakers.
1: <laughs> so I, I, think, I don't think it's going to matter, but still.
0: They very much could. That would be the ultimate B.I. spot to go and muscle them through and get a win and knock the Lakers out of contention. Um, Jesus Christ.
1: I think we're just both on Dallas. I yeah. mean.
0: I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Minnesota is my team. That's my team. That is my team. Oh, I don't care.
1: I'm looking I don't at care the that I am a Knicks
0: fan. Minnesota is. Minnesota and Memphis have been my team all year. I love both of them. And my gut is telling me to just take Dallas in this spot. Like, it's just telling me that this is a get-right spot for Dallas. The defense comes back alive. Luka has a pretty solid game. I think that Pat Bev is, you know, out of – going to be out of practice and trying to slow down Luka. And – Jalen Brunson is going to be the guy. Jalen Brunson is literally eating off of Luka getting all the attention. And the games that they lose are the games where Jalen Brunson just has his head up his ass and struggles. But if Jalen Brunson can consistently give them great production every single night, like, he can, he is a really, really good number two option. A really, really good number two option. So, give me Dallas here. I think Dallas gets back on the slide. They are looking up at Utah and kind of want to slide into that four seed. But I think they're fine being at, you know, four or five. I just know they don't want to fall to six. And they opened the door for that happening by losing this game to Minnesota. So Dallas minus two and a half. Fuck. That was tough. If you want my bold call for this game, I think Luca drops a 40 piece. I love it. I love it. He, I mean, he has to. He kind of has to. <laughs> it, <it's 37 laughs> because Timberwolves can, score the, Timberwolves can score the hell out the ball. I might end up having a bet there. on this
1: game. If I do, it'll be like Luka 35-plus with Dallas to win. Something that's like a that. Pretty good,
0: but, that's a pretty good final leg like of a par leg. That's a really good final leg. If you want a huge,
1: like juicy piece there, I don't mind Luka 35-plus in Dallas winning because Luka's – he's really <laughs> recently started to – I don't want to say avoid the assist numbers, but he's been yeah. kind of focusing so much on the scoring aspect. And we know Minnesota's a track meet team. Yeah. I expect Luke to have a pretty big game tonight.
0: Just parlay that with Thunder money, man.
1: If you do that, you can retire and buy a lottery <laughs> ticket if you want it. <laughs>
0: No, oh, hey, her, we, right, her... Scott, Scott, we've been talking too long. No, 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 no. Yeah. We've been talking too long. Okay. This podcast is, is like an hour past the hour 30 mark at this point. Okay. So for our lock and dog for tonight, Scott, what are you doing? So for the
1: lock, I am going to go with the Hornets team total over because mm-hmm. I know I hit this, I believe it was a week or two ago, actually against the Thunder. But New Orleans defensively, we know is not very good. Uh, Charlotte offensively scored 129-plus in three of the last four. This team total is a little bit short, in my opinion. It's going to be around 120, a little bit lower, 119.5. I think they should get to 120 in this spot. So I'm going to take the team total over for Charlotte at home.
0: All right. And for your dog?
1: I'm going to take Toronto. I really right. wanted to make a case for Houston but I can't, look myself, I can't look myself in the mirror doing that a point guard who doesn't want to be there. I'm taking Toronto. Chicago has the, has the rest advantage. I'll concede that point. But they've lost 8 of 10. I okay. can't lay 3.5 against a Toronto team that even if you think that they're not amazing, they are a Miami Heat light. They throw a bunch mm-hmm. of bodies at you. They make life difficult and they force you to work your ass off for 48 minutes. I don't trust Chicago to work its ass off for 48 minutes. Give me Toronto.
0: (laughs) All right. I like it. I like it. It's all good. Okay. For my lock. Holy shit, man. (laughs) I actually do like a few games with this slate. That's the crazy thing. It's just this slate is hilarious. Give me OKC plus 15 for my lock. Okay. (laughs) I'm not taking Boston on a back-to-back with that travel from Denver to OKC. And, oh, my gosh. It just seems like everything points, and everybody is on Boston. It seems like everything points there. It just feels like that worst-case scenario this is – well, worst-case scenario is that they actually cover. But after that, it's like a bad beat, and somehow the Thunder sneak their way into a cover. So give me the plus 15 with OKC. For my dog, I'll take. What is? Hold on. Let me go look at my good friends at WinBet real quick, so I can give you the money line on this. I should. I'm trying really to think of what
1: dogs up. you like. You said maybe the Lakers, but hell no in the end. I think you're going Philly.
0: No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. No, okay. Philly's not juicy enough for me. I, I very. I really wanted. So, and I'll explain that when I talk about my all my locks for this slate at the end, after this. But I'm going to take the Pelicans plus two on because ultimately I don't trust the Hornets' defense. I don't trust the Hornets without Gordon Hayward because apparently this was the best contract in the league because they win games when he plays and they lose when he doesn't. And I like this spot for them get to get revenge when CJ is in the lineup. I still think that they're going to give up a bunch of points. CJ is going to add value to that team and Getting six points on a row plus two Hornets, I think that's a really nice value. I like the Hornets too. And plus, look at this the Hornets had the most even of records mm-hmm. prior to that win against the Mavericks. So they have the it was to was a 500. Bring back. It, they, no, so look, it was a 500 record. Yeah. They were 500 against Eastern Conference teams, they were 500 against Western Conference teams. They just won against the Western Conference team. Now they have to lose to balance yeah. that record back out. You forgot out. that
1: they were also 500 at home and 500 on the road.
0: Yes. So now they have to. And so they've won the other game at home. Now mm-hmm. they have to lose to a Western Conference team at home to balance it back out. Give me the Pelicans plus 200 on the money line. That's my dog. Okay. All yeah. right. <laughs> for my locks for this show, of course, I'm locking up Houston plus 15. I, I told you that. I'm locking up.
1: You mean
0: OKC plus 15. OK, yeah, OKC. My bad. OKC plus 15. I told you that. I'm locking up the Pelicans plus six. I did that when I took them with the money line. I'm going to lock up Philly plus two and a half as well. I think Philly can go in there and get this one in a back to back situation. It just feels like a good spot for them. And then why did I feel like I had four? What else did I really like? Oh, well, no, maybe I only had three. Yeah, I only had three because I'm not willing to lock up uh, Chicago.
1: Are you taking Philly? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, so so that's three. So I have Thunder, Thunder plus 15, Pelicans plus six, Philly plus two and a half. Those are my three lots for the show on the sides. Anything else so we can get out of here? Because, man, we made this a little bit longer than it probably should have been.
1: I got nothing more to add. I've had a hell of a time for the last hour and change.
0: <laughs> it's always a good time. It is always a good time. All right. You know, guys I know where to find me at really well. underscore. on score, please leave reviews for us. Keep doing reviews. I just posted a bunch of reviews on my Instagram page because they make me laugh and they're very funny and they were great. And I really appreciate y'all guys. Take me in a warm spot. Appreciate all the love. Let's keep growing this podcast. Tell a friend, tell a friend of a, a friend, you know, Hey, if this OKC money... Did I tell you to sprinkle on the money line? Yeah, keep yeah, spr- sprinkle sprinkle on that plus 850. Yeah, they should know. They should know by now. Whatever. Yes, tell a friend of a friend, especially if we start making mon- money. Somebody asked for a player prop parlays, so I'll start, you know, getting on those and start doing those. I probably should have did one for the show. It was a pretty juicy slate. We'll get back at it and do another one for another day, maybe. All right. Ugh, I thought I had it. Nope, it's not there. Thought I had it. Not there. Nope, no idea how I'm going to end the pod. At all. Sorry, it's not there yet. All right, just gonna end it like this. We're out of here.